This is the Coaching Uncovered podcast with me, your host, Emily Hodge, where I cover or uncover some of the biggest coaching industry questions that many of us are asking so that we can get underneath what makes coaching work and where it might even go wrong for individuals and as an industry to help its reputation and worth grow well into the 22nd century to have even more impact. I hope you enjoy the series. Hey everyone, welcome to the evening, starting in one minute. Make sure that you have a pen and a piece of paper and ready to take screenshots throughout the session as well. So it's 7.45 UK time and we're going to start right now. As you are arriving, um, feel free to share in the chat your name and where you are in the world. I hope that you've had a very nice Christmas if you celebrate Christmas. Uh, we're in that funny bit between Christmas and New Year, which is why I wanted to share this information now because it's a really nice time to review and to sit back and look at what we want to do for the coming year ahead. And to do that with calm and ease and a sense of control and focus rather than a feeling of worry and sometimes desperation as this time of year can lead us to. Tonight, we are going to be on for an hour planned and it might be 15 minutes more with questions and things that we might pick up through the session. So expect to be here till 9pm latest and I'll be very strict about the end time. That will be me that will run it over rather than anybody else. Tonight we are going to, um, oh just a thing about the chat as well, uh, if you want to chat with each other during the class you're welcome to, uh, probably avoid private chat but if you have a question that you want me to pick up, um, which will likely be nearer the end, then please do put it in the Q&A, because if it's in the chat, I'll miss it. If it's in the Q&A, I can pick it up directly there. If you end up putting it in your chat, just copy and paste it into the Q&A and I'll find it. So tonight I'm going to, am I going to teach you? Am I going to facilitate your learning? Am I going to train you in how to have a happy, gentle and profitable coaching business? Probably all of those three. And we're going to do that in three parts. I'm going to be um, introducing who I am, telling you a little bit about what I see going on in the coaching industry, working out with you what's happy, gentle and profitable and the assumptions that I made that will mean that you get the best from this class. We're then going to go on to the main body of the masterclass, which is going to share four important areas that you need to change if you want to have a happy, gentle and profitable coaching business. I am going to then close with what you need to do next. I'm not going to spend the whole class keeping you waiting to know what the four things are that I am going to tell you that you need to do. I'm sharing them right now. So screenshot this or write them down and I'll come back to each of them in more detail during the class. But I want you to know that this is going to be the thing that you're going to walk away with. So the four main areas that you're going to change are going to be reconfirming who you work with so that they, they are updated on who you are now and you're going to realise what they need to hear from you. Then you're going to be choosing your most impactful and profitable service. And that is, both of those things are quite difficult. They are not just, let's pick an ideal client, let's pick a service. It's based on evidence and information that you already have based on the services and offerings and type of business owner that you are now. We're then going to look at your desired business income and expenses. Um, and let's get this one right out of the way. Profitable might be that you have one pound profit in your business bank account. It might be that you have 50,000 pounds in your business bank account. It might be that you have way more. So we're going to look at what profit means to you and what you want to bring in and what you want to be spending over the coming six months-ish so that you make a profit. And then, of course, not even the final bit, but putting it into practice. There's no point in writing it down and making an intention for you to do it. You're going to work out how you're going to put it into practice. Those are the four things we are going to cover today. But in order to cover them well, you need to know a few things. So lots of you will already know me because you already have been on my email list and other places that I've seen you. For those that don't or for anyone that wants an update, I am a psychologist and coach. I'm a podcaster and international speaker. Fancy. I have been running my coaching business eight years and I've consistently made a profit from year two. 
it wasn't a huge profit, but it was a profit. It is much bigger now, thankfully. And I have thousands and thousands of hours of coaching under my belt in all sorts of different ways. So face-to-face, in person, in a clinic, online groups, uh, holding and facilitating space for lots of people, mastermind um, facilitation, coaching in front of workshops, all sorts of variety of hours that those are made up of. Sometimes I don't think that's the most interesting thing about people when they present who they are at the beginning of a workshop or a masterclass. What I usually want to know are the nuances about them. So the things that I always want to know are like, where does that person come from? And this is where I have come from. Many of you all know I'm a cancer and infertility survivor, just had a baby through surrogacy. That is a part of who I am. And it's a part of The what I bring to my coaching too, I don't coach people on that, but it's important that you know that because as we go on, you'll realize why that's vital for you to be able to be in touch with who you are as well. I built my business up slowly and sustainably over eight years. It's not been a rush. It's not been some um, bang overnight success. It's not been definitely not been about hustling too hard. So if this masterclass means that you are not going to enjoy what I'm saying because you want to be making your profit next month and you haven't had any experience in in services or setting up um, how you run your coaching business, this may not be the right masterclass for you. I have also changed my niche officially twice, but unofficially many times within that. So the messaging that I talk about, anyone who's been following me for more than about two or three years, though, will know I've been pretty consistent around the idea of gentleness and compassion, whether it's in your life or your business. Um, And that's felt really beautiful and core to how I coach as well. I also appreciate integrity and authenticity. I like to call out bullshit, even more so on my podcast. If you listen to that, you'll hear that I do that. I love questioning lots of things. Maybe I'm a bit too cynical at times and I overanalyze stuff, but it's absolutely who I am. I will never change that. And I've also made loads of mistakes in my coaching business. That's what I usually want to know when I hear people run a masterclass. So I hope that helps you know a little bit about me as well, in case you didn't already. I also want to just share one of the reasons for being so inspired about doing this kind of work now, the kind of work I do where we're able to get underneath the blandness, underneath the bonnet I guess of people as well is because of what I have seen in the coaching industry I've been in it nearly a decade let's say um, and it's changed massively in the time that I've been in it but even in three four years and certainly in this year because of I think because of the pandemic I'm sure there's lots of other things going on behind that too but the coaching industry has really followed uh, the model of what the online industry has done and particularly online marketing Um, and it's grown and boomed and there are some things that would be quite depressing if I said them on their own like yes it's noisy yes there are lots of coaches yes people are just turning up calling themselves coaches without qualifications yes you know where do we fit in if we have a really amazing service and we're not a very good marketer those things can sound like I'm scaring um, and they can feel quite scary but they're not when you realize you're not trying to compete in that kind of a game. You're not trying to um, necessarily be an online marketer. You're trying to build a beautiful service that your clients love you for and that your audience resonates with you for. That's different. So I'm really inspired by this work because, and the message that I always say, which is the gentle compassionate kind part because I think the online industry and the coaching industry can miss that sometimes and we can miss why we're doing it we can miss the values that we want to try to resonate and we can miss the aims and our why for why we actually have our coaching business if you've got thoughts on the coaching industry feel free to put them in the chat I can't currently see them right now but I will have a look in a bit as well so what I really want to be able to say to you today is to look at where If you're going to get the best out of this masterclass, you're going to need to know what happy, gentle and profitable is to you. I can tell you now what it means and has meant to me over time. It has changed, certainly, and it will continue to change. But you need to know what it means to you. So what makes you happy about your business? What makes you thrive in it? What allows you to feel more compassionate to yourself in your business, kinder, more gentle? And what is it 
that you're looking for in terms of your profit? Are you looking for, you know, £2,000 at the end of the month to be able to take home and put into your savings? Are you looking for £10,000 to be able to take home and do something with around, you know, reinvesting it or to that goes to your mortgage and all sorts of other bits that you have? Are you looking for way more than that? Are you actually looking for £500 profit? That's really important that you ask yourself that question. Um, And it goes back to what I've just saying on the previous slide around what you're doing your coaching business for. Do you want your profit so that it can afford you a number of things like giving back to different communities, like being able to offer free services for people? Or do you want your profit so that you can say to other people, look how much profit I am in, um, look how successful I am. I'm saying that you can hear the tinge in my voice. That's not wrong to be able to say that, but I really want you to tune into why you need and want that profit. Is it a vanity metric is essentially the question I'm asking you. It's not a problem if it is, but just check in with yourself about why you want to be earning more, why you need to be earning more. I'm all for earning more. I am not all for shaming people on earning more money. What I do want us to do is pull back that layer of needing more, needing to be at X number of figures. Um, Because a lot of people I work with, my friends in the coaching industry, the audience I speak to, absolutely my clients, we've all gotten so fed up of it being the only thing that people talk about. So I really want you to understand what that means for you. For me, over the years, what happy, gentle and profitable has meant in no particular order is to be able to contribute towards my mortgage, um, then to be able to pay for some of my surrogacy, which you'll probably know is not cheap at all. Um, Happy and gentle mixed in there definitely for me have meant I needed to be able to take time off when I wasn't feeling very well. I've had um, decades, a decade of health issues because of the cancer that I had. I needed to be able to work with people that understood that sometimes, not because I'm flaky, but because I needed to be able to resonate with them. I couldn't coach them otherwise. I needed to be able to communicate that what made me happy was sometimes something that may not make someone else happy, but people understood that. So that's what it is for me. I need you to do that yourself. That could be just a simple question and answer for you to write down as we're talking now, or for you to really journal on it over this week, what's happy, gentle and profitable to you. Okay, so the assumptions I've made about you in order for you to get the best from this class is that you've been in business for a few years. You're not a startup. There'll be versions of that. So you might be new to coaching, but you've done coaching in another format um, for a number of years. You might be new to the way you're doing your business, but you've been a coach before that in a number of ways, if that makes sense. You have been doing your service, and it's often a service, obviously, that coaches run, not necessarily, but often, for a while, and you've experimented with ways that you run your services. For example, you might have done an online course and then stopped it, or you might have done an online course and built it up massively. You might have offered one-to-one coaching um, at quite a low rate, and then you've gone to -to one-to-one coaching, high ticket, as we like to call it. Um, You might be working with a community of people now because you have an online membership. You've experimented, you've understood what your client needs, and you've tried a few ways to run your service. You are indeed running it now in a few ways, probably. You'd also be considered an expert. And tentatively, and maybe more boldly now, you would consider yourself an expert too. That's important because there is something in you which is really vital about the message that you have. You aren't someone that has just completely randomly turned up and said, I'm going to teach you my audience X without having an expertise in it. You've either got incredibly vast personal experience in it, or you've got a lot of training and learning and qualifications behind it as well. You've also got the desire to do much more. So the gentle part here that I talk about a lot isn't just sitting back on your laurels and waiting for things to happen. You actually want to achieve more. You do have goals, you have aims and dreams, and you're willing to also push for them without necessarily making it a hard push. You also know that you want your business to take you somewhere, but you have boundaries. It's not a business that you need to or want to be spending every night until 11pm doing so. In fact, you can't because you have loads of other things going on in your life or you need rest. But you definitely want to be working hard 
and smarter, but not um, hustling and harder. In addition, you are really interested in new things. You're always picking stuff up. You like intrigue and you're pulling things out of information and a little bit like what I said earlier around kind of questioning stuff. However, what I think I know about you is that that also causes you problems because you can't often choose easily. So you can't make decisions quickly because you consider all the options and you look at lots of decisions at the same time. And you also don't always know how to make quick decisions because it feels like you might miss out. You haven't questioned things enough. So whilst you do know about guts, you do follow your gut sometimes, you also like to be able to do lots of things. And that has led to overwhelm at times. I know that about you because that's generally a lot of us as well, but it's also a big trait around why we like to be more gentle. Let's have a look at the four main things I want you to focus on. You're going to, in order to run a happy, gentle, profitable coaching business, and this is particularly for 2021. Let's just do a quick um, disclaimer here. None of this discounts the fact that we have been and are going into a year with a pandemic. None of this discounts the fact that the world is in a very interesting, different place right now. None of this discounts some of the personal things you will have been going through this year because of the pandemic and how that's led you to run your business differently. This is in fact a way that you can pull back from all the noise, stop um, adding layers onto your business that may not need to be there and help you to, let's say, realise, although I think you realise this stuff a lot already, it's reaffirming why you're doing it. It's reaffirming the ease with which you can run your business. Please don't mistake that sentence on, it's all so easy. I know you know it's not very easy, but we can make it easier on ourselves. So the first thing you're going to be doing is reconfirming your ideal client and what they need to hear from you. The second thing you're going to be doing is choosing your most impactful and profitable service. And I'll come on to the detail of that in a minute. You're going to be looking at your desired business income and expenses, and you're going to put that into action. How simple does that sound? Pretty simple when we look at it like that. Let's have a look at what these mean. Um, whilst we're talking, I'm talking, I'm going to write some notes, like I said, screenshot this, and really start to think about where you may not have done this yet, or maybe holding back from doing this. And if we have time, I'm so happy to answer your queries about how hard this could be because this is something that lots of us get stuck on uh, because I know the way you think about this is on a much deeper level so reconfirming your ideal client and what they need to hear from you when I talk to a lot of uh, not so much new coaches but people who might have come to mean you a lot of the stuff that we've been taught about ideal client avatars has really not resonated. It has not stuck. It has not felt easy. It has not been real. And a lot of the reason for that is because it's been, first, it's been on a surface level. So it's been about, you know, the name, the location, the place, the magazines they like. None of that's wrong. I'm not criticizing anyone that teaches that or does that. But it might then go further and talk about their feelings, their needs, their wants and desires, which is great. But it doesn't then relate it to who we are and how we then show up with our expertise and how our message absolutely meets those two things. So their demographics, their profile, their sort of like surface level, their needs underneath and then what we do. But not even just that, there's another part to it, which is it's not just, you know, oh, I'm a psychologist, so I can tell you, I can understand your feelings and I can reroute them and bring them out and help you change and rediscover how you run your business in a much better way. It's almost the other part of it as well, which is the energy around what you want to be offering. So this piece of work is done through a number of ways. Um, we don't have time on the masterclass for me to tell you exactly how to do it. I'm just going to be honest about that, but reconfirming who you work with so that it is perfectly up to date with who you are now as the coach that you are and the person that you are and who you want to be attracting to your new service, the new way that you want to be offering the thing that you already offer. So what I love about this is it isn't just let's take a look and write some posts and call out our client. 
it's it can be as simple as that but it's actually much more nuanced around the way that our client sees us and the expertise that they see that we have and the reason why we are able to meet them right in the middle of where they need us so there's an example here i really want you to look at in addition when you are doing an update of your ideal client you're also thinking about the examples that you already have this is why this work really can only be done with people who've already done their business for a while you've already worked with a number of clients if not hundreds you've already been um, working with people's minds and the way that they change and the way that they adapt you will also then have examples uh, of the clients that you have absolutely loved working with so the ones that have gotten the amazing results the ones that have been incredibly energetic with you the ones that have felt easier and I'm not saying easy easier I really want you in this process to be thinking about those people as well what is it that's common amongst them that helps you to see when I offer this particular service which will come on to in number two to these people at the right time with the right message I know that they get the most amazing outcome. They get the outcome that I expect them to get because everything works together. Sometimes you can't always explain that as well, but sometimes you can. And so you understand that the almost the top layer of clients that you have is where you want to be looking. And sometimes that's this is a really hard exercise because it's getting you to say, I need to maybe niche even more. It's getting you to say and admit that there are some clients you haven't loved working with. That's okay. It's getting you to maybe admit that you do need to update your whole business because it's feeling like it's kind of stuck where you were two or three years ago. It's getting you to release a lot of stuff and it's getting you to step up and admit and to fall into the place where you are now as the coach that you are and as the person that you are. So a lot of this work, it's not just let's do a new client avatar. It's about the feelings you have around releasing old avatars or an avatar and bringing that new person into a space where you know you can offer them the best thing that you have, the best service that you have, the best energy that you have. And you will both get the best outcome. You'll be the best coach you can be and your client will be the best client that they possibly can be. Let's go on to number two. And whilst I'm talking about these as well, they are individual things to do, but they really sit on top of each other. And whilst there is an order in which you can do them, they fit neatly together when you are almost looking at all four once you've completed them. So choosing your most impactful and profitable service. This goes in line with the last comment that I said about the ideal client, updating your ideal client for who they are, for who you are now, for the service that you offered them. When we are running a business, and I've noticed in the coaching world in particular, we tend to like to offer lots of things. We tend to like to add more services to our repertoire. We tend to love when we have all our little uh, burger menu on top of our website saying, I also do. Uh, you know, one-to-one -one services, a membership, a community, an audience, a free Facebook group, um, paid downloads. None of that is wrong. You'll hear me say that a few times tonight. But we have to admit to ourselves whether we have a big enough audience for them to be interested in all of that at the same time. If you have that now, or if you've wanted and desired that, your intention might be to grow your audience to hundreds and hundreds of thousands. And even if your intention isn't that, there is nothing wrong with offering all of those things, but I really want you to look and see whether you think you are getting the best from who you are. You are being the best coach and the best business owner that you can be if you're offering all those things. If you are feeling like you have to market things constantly, that you have to set up loads of systems all the time to be able to even think about how you're going to sell that next program or that next download or that next community thing then I really want you to look at this as a panacea for what you're going through at one point about two years ago maybe I had an online community I was doing one-to-one -one coaching I had a group program that had ended and I'd launched a new group program and something else now I was managing but it was a lot and I knew that I didn't want to carry on doing all of that. And I knew I wasn't getting the best of myself and I knew I wasn't giving the best in certainly one of the services that I felt just wasn't quite working. 
So I took the decision to close two things down. I took the decision to change something else. And this year that's completely um, gone the other way as well. I went on a version of maternity leave and I've come back and I've only been doing one-to-one -one coaching, which has really suited me up to this point. So that's just an example. And again, you're not here to emulate me. They're just examples of what you can also possibly do. And what you do in this exercise is you say simply, let's just put this simply, what have I absolutely loved offering? Which service has gotten the best impact and outcomes that I could possibly have gotten? Am I going to offer just that? It could be as simple as that. Now, outcome and impact will be defined by what your coaching business is, what your business is. I know we have some non-coaches on tonight. So it might be that you have decided actually outcome for me is something where um, somebody earns more money or the impact might be where they have been able to see their family more so you get to decide what your outcome and impact is but you also then have to make the decision about what service that is a lot of the pushback on this task exercise way of thinking is but I want to offer a few different things in case people don't want my one service or they're not ready to pay x amount with me yet they're ready to pay y amount that's okay what we would need to do is it, it take a look at who you're offering what you're offering to um, where you're at in your business as well like how you're displaying your expertise and what kind of sales and impact you've had in the past in order to know what is right for you to be selling but a lot of this my belief is that in the coaching industry we're being led down a route where we're being um, encouraged to just launch the next thing so launch um, online courses for example which have been amazing and I really enjoy them but a lot of people come to me saying I don't think I want to launch an online course I'm not sure it's right for me um, but I do want to have a bigger audience and I do want to sell something different to them and we have to be really careful with ourselves like if it's not right for you and it's not because you're fearing it but you'd like the idea of it but it's not right for you then we get to listen to that ourselves so choosing your most impactful and profitable service is vital because there are going to be times when you have to make choices about what you want to be offering as well, how much time you have, how much money you have to be able to outsource stuff, which for some people is easy and can, they can do it because they've got the confidence and the money and for other people less so. And also because of who you are and how you get to choose to run your business. If you decide that you only want to run online courses because it really works for you and your audience love it and you don't want to do one-to-one -one coaching, then that should be the thing that you are aiming towards. Alternatively, if you decide I only want to work with one-to-one -one clients, I'm really happy to have a handful of people on my books at any one time. It's not about the numbers um, and I don't have to shout about all those people. Then that's what you want as well. We check out why you want those things and we make sure it's not because you're scared or hiding behind something. But if it's the feeling that you want that service, then I really want you to think about offering just that. An example of something that might come up tonight as well is what if you're offering a corporate package, like you're a corporate coach or trainer and you want to be selling to corporates and it's a slightly different way and type of service to be selling to, say, individuals life coaching or business coaching you may consider that you do have two different sides to your business two different audiences for sure but you might also want to see what the one overarching theme is so you don't have to keep um, attempting to sell two different things but honestly two things is not as bad as five or nine or twelve and trying to kind of keep selling them all year I'm going to tell you something as well there will be coaches that say to you sell more offer more sell all the time I'm not saying don't try and sell all the time I do advocate for us being out there and being visible to our clients but what I don't want you to do is burn yourself out by trying to sell different things to even also to different people with multiple messages that don't make sense that you get confused with and you feel like your coaching business isn't working how you want it to so I hope that's been useful let's have a look what is your desired business income and expenses. The exercise that I do 
um, to understand this is very simple. Now, I need you to know a couple of things. This should, probably should have gone in the assumptions, actually. The assumption is that you have an understanding of your income and your expenses. You've done your tax return or you have someone do your tax return for a number of years now, and it's easily accessible for you to be able to look at in order to do this exercise in detail. The other assumption is that um, you don't have to know all that detail right now. You just need to know what you can do to understand it. Like I said earlier, to run a happy, gentle, profitable coaching business, you're going to want to be in profit. We want to know what your profit needs to be and what you want it to be. Um, and you can do that in a number of ways. You can work out what you want to take home and then work out what you need to earn above that. So minus your expenses and tax, et cetera. Or you can do it the other way of what do I want to just take home every month? And then how much of, I, how much of that do I know will be taken away? Outside of the financials, I'm not a financial advisor, by the way, but I do talk to people a lot about their money and their mindfulness about their money. We do want to know how you're going to get your income. So once you've done exercise, I won't say exercise, they're not really exercises, they are um, ways of working. When you've done, re-looked at your updated client and understood their needs and understood the service that they're going to benefit most from and your expertise, when you've re-looked really at your um, ideal service, you are going to be understanding what it is you're going to sell. So yeah, let's use me as an example. I've only been promoting and talking about my one-to-one -one program. I know how much it costs. I know how many I want to sell a month and I know how many people I can service within that. And so I wrote down at the beginning of the year how many I wanted to be selling and how many I could fulfill within the months I was working and the months that I wasn't working. And that was really easy to do. You can figure out the number of people, probably the number of times you need to talk about selling it and therefore the price um, and the income that you're going to make. If you now already on this class know the service that you want to be offering, like you listened to me in part two and you thought, I know exactly that all I want to be doing is offering high ticket one-to-one -one coaching, let's say. Great. All you need to do then is figure out how many times you want to be talking about it in the next six months, let's say, how many times you want to be selling it and how many people you can service. Then you start to understand, well, actually, I know that my income will be X amount every month. Let's say your one-to-one uh, -one service is £5,000. You sell two a month and you only want to be working January to April this year because you want to take a long two-month holiday after that. You know what your income is going to be for those four months. You also know what your expenses are to market to your ideal client. So you probably know that you might need to do some paid workshops maybe um, to other people you maybe want to join an online community to meet start meeting your client and you may do some Facebook ads just an example you know how much that costs because you've tried it before and you have a ballpark figure of what it might cost in the coming year as well so you start to understand what it costs to get your client as well you also know from previous tax returns what your expenses are in general and therefore how much money you take home per month. So we start to get just a much clearer idea of actually what numbers we're putting onto our service. You can see I haven't called this workshop how to make 5k a month as a coach. I haven't called it how to take home, let's change the numbers, 10k profit um, as a coach. I could call it that um, and we could talk specifically about certain numbers of profit but for the moment this is about understanding what profit you want and need and when you understand what service you're running and it's more simple because you feel like you love the service you know your clients your updated clients will love this service because loads of other people have in the past you know that you'll feel more in flow because you're offering less, you're expending less energy, you're more interested in promoting and selling this service. You really begin to resonate with the value, the money that you write down. And like, I want to earn X a month. I want to spend X a month. I can spend X a month because I earned that a month. Those numbers start to feel really, really true rather than just a number on a piece of paper that says well I'd love to earn 5, 10, 15k a month it's about how you do it and the way that you're going to do it something I didn't necessarily say in part two um, for number two which was choosing your most impactful and profitable service in part one and part two a part something around that is the expression of you as a coach as well 
And you may have seen me talk about freedom of expression. And that's really, really important for you when you're talking about your updated client and choosing your most impactful service. A lot of the time in all the noise that we're seeing online, as a coach, you may have felt like you can't say things, like you are muted, like somebody's already said it, like it's not going to be helpful. Like, will my client actually hear what I'm saying? In the process of understanding your new version of your client, you will have had some clients like this, but you just haven't necessarily identified who they are yet and, and the specifics about what they need you will be starting to understand like how you resonate with them, the messages they need to hear from you in particular. In addition, in choosing your one service that you're going to focus on and the one that's most impactful and profitable, you can start to really unpick that service and talk about exactly why it's helpful for this particular person. And I really want you to understand what I'm saying there. It's not the, the kind of trope around that is talk to their pain, speak to their needs and they'll understand it. That to me just right, just doesn't resonate. What does resonate is if you call them out so specifically with obviously kindness, you know, people appreciate that. And if you call them out with your expertise and your understanding and your level of knowledge, people love that even more. So what I really want you to see is in number one and two, this is also about the freedom of your expression, like how you want to say things. Anyone that's been following me for the last year or so, you'll know with my podcast, I started it because I just felt like the coaching industry just wasn't talking about stuff that feels icky and a bit shady. And I call myself out within that too. Um, and I really felt like if I do that, who will I be? Uh, who will judge me? I'll be... I don't know, I don't know what I thought, but I, it's been so nice to be able to just say stuff about what it looks like the coaching industry is doing and what people in it are doing. And I don't do it with malice. I do it with um, the intention to inquire. And so I want you to understand that's an example of how I've been able to express myself more freely, how I've resonated so much more with so many more people because of that. And you get to do that too. That isn't just me saying, um, you know, I've done that and I'm special. You get to do that too. So in understanding your updated client, in choosing your most profitable service, you will also start to understand what it is you're saying that's, what it is you want to say that's not being said, that you're holding back from as well. So I'll just go back to desired um, business income and expenses. There's a number of ways that you can write this down. You'll see I haven't given you like, this is the tool that you do to do it. That would be making too much of an assumption about how you like to have and hold information. The way I do this is with a pie, um, sorry, a spider diagram. And I put like my service in the middle. And then I say how many I want to be selling, which months I want to have off and not be promoting anything. Um, I put myself a reminder of who it's for. I put myself the places and platforms that I'm likely to want to share that information. And that becomes vital because you're also going to be expressing yourself on the right platform. You're not just choosing Instagram because it looks good. You're not just choosing Clubhouse because it's new. And you're not just, you know, going with what you've been taught because it seems like the right thing to do. You're really in interrogating what platform you want to be working on as well. So then we start to have a look about you putting it into practice. I've made it seem very easy to run a coaching business. Maybe not. Maybe I've confused you. But whatever we do. Whatever we intend to do and whatever we plan to do, we can't do it without acting on it. Um, I've got a really beautiful client at the moment, actually. And by her own admission, she said that she spent years and years thinking about her business, thinking about it, not necessarily taking the right action, trying to take action, but not necessarily the right action. And I think that's really beautiful and a bit of a shame as well, but really beautiful because when you think about it, we think we're working quite hard we think we're doing things a lot of work that might not necessarily be the right work for us it might be too much thinking and it might not be enough action and if I know you then I know that you are an overthinker and I know that you like to over process things as well and that can be quite scary around well I feel like I've done lots of work on this already and actually you may not have done lots of the obvious easiest bits of work for you to be able to move forward in your coaching business and so what I want you to consider is what action and what consistent action can you take that will help you to be able to put this into practice? You've been in business for a few years. You know yourself. You know how you like to work. You also know 
the clients that you want to be working with. So what is going to help you put this into consistent practice? I know that there's reasons why you don't make consistent action as well. A lot of the people who I will talk to and then sometimes work with will talk about Instagram as an example. I'm on Instagram. Lots of you will have seen me on there as well. And I've probably seen you too. And the issue with Instagram is we often were told to be consistent and that can be a real problem because a lot of people who are creatives and overthink and overprocess and have lots to do, we can't always just sit down and know that on a Sunday evening or a Monday morning is exactly when we should be doing the thing that we're meant to be doing, right? If you're creative and you're emotive, then it may not be the time that you think well and you can't really be put into a box that that day and that time is the exact time for you to create and so consistent action for people like you and me I would put myself slightly into that box is really difficult because it feels like it doesn't flow so I want you to move away from the idea that consistency means rigid and lots of boundaries consistency means consistency of the message that you have of the values that you share of the, of the medium that you're looking to share it on. So it doesn't mean flitting from lots of different platforms um, and not showing up on any of them enough. In fact, it definitely means reducing, reducing, reducing and pulling back from all the stuff that you're doing so that you keep boundaries and focus for where you need to be, for where your client is, your future client, for where um, the message that you're sharing and so that you're always there. Putting it into consistent action means being willing to show up sometimes when it doesn't feel great as well. How is that gentle? Well, the gentle part is the push-pull of understanding, am I trying to hide because I've never done this before and it feels a bit scary, but I really want to know what it's like? Or am I hiding because this absolutely doesn't feel right? You, I trust you to know the difference. Um, and that's where we start to interrogate what the gentle part is. Like, do I hide under the duvet because I'm fatigued today? Or am I hiding because I'm a bit scared to kind of show up even though I really want to? So putting it into consistent action also means that you have consistent things, usually monthly, that you do um, can say um, and can, or places you can be so that your audience sees you. And they are going to be in different places. You'll notice this masterclass also isn't how to get clients and leads on Instagram, how to, I don't know, use Facebook ads to build your coaching business. I haven't, I don't specify on the one particular platform, but when you understand your client, your service that you're going to be offering, the express freedom of expression that you now have, you will know the place that you need to be consistently. Sometimes that will be the most obvious, like Instagram, where you might be, or it might be Facebook Lives that you've forgotten to do for ages, or it might be going onto LinkedIn, because that's actually really where your ideal client is. Um, it could be as simple as that, but it's being consistent in those places as well. And then it's also putting the other parts that you've done into consistent action, calling out your ideal client and being confident enough to be so specific that they see and others don't see themselves in your sentences. It's being able to share with them their thoughts and feelings that, that they barely even knew they had. It's sharing with them the expertise that you have, that you've hidden somewhere because you were worried it sounded like you were boasting. So consistent action means those things kindly, boldly, gently. It doesn't mean every day you're going to show up and do this at 6am. No one needs that. I certainly don't. That's not what I teach anyway. <laughs> so obviously that final part really leads us into what you can do now this has been such a brief overview of the four ways that you can feel more happy be more gentle and have more profit in your business I didn't also call this the four secrets that you've never been told and have never heard before they are things that you know but you might have heard a level of detail about them that you hadn't done or thought about yet. Um, and I'm proud of that. I'm not sitting here trying to tell you I have some new formula that you've never seen before, because a lot of the coaching industry can be that too. Like, this is the only way that you will get your business to be successful. This is about really just going deeper in understanding, but not so deep you get lost in, in the what's and the how's and the why's, deep enough so you're truly, truly meeting the needs of who you want to work with and your needs as a coach, because that will stop you burning out if your needs are actually met. 
and then putting it into action. So don't go so deep that you lose yourself deep enough that it's good, but then taking action with it as well. What are you going to do to put this into action? I'd like you to um, take screenshots of the replay when it comes out in, a, in an hour or so. Um, I'd like you to, there's going to be an audio version of this available, whether it will be just for masterclass sign up um, people or is on the podcast, I'm yet to decide. I want you to look at the four main points that I've said today and think about genuinely what you could do just to journal around them and to change things for yourself. I also want you to, I think I've put a summary of the four. So let's just go over the four. You're going to update your ideal client expressing really the who they are and how that meets the very niche expertise that you have, where they, they meet in the middle. You're going to choose your best program and potentially you may consider only running that for the next six months or so because it's easier for you. It possibly is more profitable and it makes you feel like you've got more space and therefore you can be a better coach to serve the people that you want to serve. You are going to look at your income and expenses and understand how many times you need to launch that service within the next six months and understand how many people you might need in that as well. If it's a group program, you're gonna work out, well, I need 10, well, I need 100, I need the price to be this. Uh, and then you're going to think about actioning it. So some of you may be aware, that, because I've talked about it, that I'm launching a coaching mastermind. This is a version of online courses that I've done, um, having taken my own advice. So I've looked at the clients that get the best results with me. I've looked at the people that I absolutely love working with and I've met them in the middle and I've looked at the messages that I know I can teach and that they need to hear as well. And this is the culmination of that, the happy, gentle and profitable coaching mastermind. Makes me feel quite happy when I think about it. This is a four month program where we together will be looking at the areas that I've discussed in tonight's masterclass but also understanding where you want to take your coaching business. So not just I want to be earning, but I want to be doing this with it so that I can. And that's vital because I think the way the coaching industry is going is we're going to have to be more nuanced and have to be more niche with who we are aiming to work with, but also what we're sharing. I don't tell you that I'm the only expert out there that does what I do. I don't want you to think that you shouldn't be looking at other coaches, experts, leaders, teachers, facilitators. We are getting our information from so many people at the moment. And I want you to use that as a positive because that means people will get their information from you and many other people like you too. That's only an advantage. And I want you to see that with your coaching business too. Rather than worry about the competition and how noisy it is, you're going to see it as a huge advantage. So in the mastermind, we start with talking about happy money and that comes throughout the whole thing as well because we start looking at your monthly income and what you want to be earning in the best possible way. Really, the happy money can only be done properly after the second and third kind of modules as well because we start to look at your program, the one thing you're going to be selling, how you're going to be marketing it. So it just runs as a theme throughout the whole mastermind. We look at your wants and your needs and your expenses. We see where we can reduce your expenses if we need to. And we look at what you want to plan to spend your money on in the coming year too. So instead of making, uh, let's say, last minute purchases that feel like you might miss out, they are purchases that are really considered and thought about. Or it's a purchase that you really want um, because you have enough profit to do that. This is updating your people, which is where we look at your client, um, who they beautifully are now, who you really want to be working with, the reason why you should be working with them. By the way, this can be hard because there are some times when you shouldn't be working with some of those people. Um, and we also look at how we know what they need to hear from you. So it meets the messages that they need to hear, but also the way that you're going to express yourself, which is possibly, probably muted because if I know you, then you're hiding a little bit, not much, but just a little bit potentially. And we bring that out in the expression work that we do as well. There's something about that as well. Sometimes coaches will come to me and say, but I'm not here to be like a guru coach. I don't want to be the front and center. That's fine. Your ideal client will love you for that. But your ideal client still has to find you and they want to hear some of those things about you as well. And this doesn't have to be just business coaching, by the way. This is all sorts of different coaching. 
This is where we then look at freedom of expression. We understand what belief shifts need to happen for your client for them to really resonate with you. What belief shifts need to happen for you for you to share these messages and how sometimes that work can may, may have held you back in the past from being consistent um, because it feels like there's too much information to almost sift through because you've got a busy brain. You haven't done this work so that it's efficient and allows you to be really clean in your messaging. We then look at your one program, which is the thing that you want to be offering and selling. And I will be taking you asking you to take um, a bold decision about really, really pulling back from some of the things that you may want to be doing. It's making really good choices about where you best have your energy, what your clients really need, and how you can best use your time in marketing and also servicing your clients. We also, in that, start to look at your marketing process um, and you know I do I do this work with my one-to-one -one clients as well we look at your marketing funnel and it's unbelievable I, I sort of wonder when I started talking about marketing funnels I was like what who have I become but actually this is so simple and beautiful because it's all about if I spend time here if I allow people to see the thing that they really need to be seeing because it's either your personality or your expertise or your knowledge if I ask them to go here um, then I share with them stuff in the next le level of place, like their email, and then I invite them on a call. Like that is so simple. It's not the one process that I teach you. That's not what I mean. That's an example, but it's easier and it's more, it's a flatter line than thinking you need to do so much stuff to get so many more people. This is not about numbers. This is about quality of connection with the right people. And often we can do that when we're really less overwhelmed ourselves to be able to offer the expert thing that we really want to be offering. We then look at your marketing with ease. So we kind of go into that process much more um, in much more detail. This is where, I, like I said, I could have made this um, program, get more clients on Instagram, uh, have multiple leads, have 10 leads a day on LinkedIn, triple your income using Reels. If that's your desire, um, we will look at the way that you get that by doing the process that we I've talked about tonight. So we'll look at where your client is, your ideal client, your absolute ideal client. We'll look at the program that you're selling. We'll look at what you actually do and how you express yourself to them. And we'll work out whether Instagram is the right place for you to be, whether Reels is the right thing for you to be using, how you show up consistently, where you um, start to attract your leads. So that's where we do start talking about leads and sales and the marketing part. Uh, we then talk about following up from that. So simple sales that are easy. That can be as simple as how to have a really lovely sales conversation on the phone that is completely natural, that isn't spammy, weird, odd. How to talk about the value and the price of your program, how to lead people well um, when they're not sure, all completely normally. And it's not about tactics and it's not about using NLP. It's about having tied everything in from them being the exact right person that wants to work with you right through to the message that they've needed to hear. Like they feel like they know you because you've expressed yourself right through to the service that you're offering that they do really need at that time. It's not something they don't need. And then right through to them talking to you, it's all, it just flows. It's done in a way. This isn't actually about having a sales conversation. This is about having a conversation so somebody can say, that's it. I definitely want to work with you because you're offering the exact thing I've seen that no one else is offering because it's so different and nuanced. That's what happens. So the program itself is four months long in total. There's three private client sessions with me when you're in the program. There's six live teaching modules, six live group coaching sessions and six hot seat sessions. They're all slightly different. Um, I'm not going to go into all the detail tonight, but if you've been on a mastermind before, you'll know what the difference between some of those uh, definitions are. If you haven't, I'll just say this to you. The private is obviously just with me. The live teaching is me sharing information a bit like this. The group coaching is me facilitating it but um you having individual support sometimes in smaller groups um but it's all a group session together and the hot seats are smaller groups within the whole mastermind and one person having their one of their issues 
really truly kind of pulled apart gently and kindly by the group as well. So you'll see the difference in what they offer and how that process, all of those together can be very, very facilitated and, and can be quite intense, I'll tell you that, but it's a beautiful process. So that's the programme. Um, I wanted to let you know that, actually I'm going to go back to that in a minute. If you would like to talk to me about the programme, I am opening up they're already opened actually right right now guys i'm opening it um slots for you to be able to talk to me tomorrow and wednesday because anyone who signed up for and came on the masterclass there'll be a price for you the masterclass is sorry the mastermind itself starts the end of january and i'm going to be talking about it for the next month kind of softly actually i'm not going to do too much to talk about it but um this particular class means that you will have a slightly reduced price uh, and there will be some spaces available as the month goes on, but it will be slightly increased in the price. However, I know that there are some people I've spoken to over the last few months, actually, who've been really interested in a mastermind. Um, and so if you're watching on the replay and you have the time to book a call with me before Wednesday, then please do that. You're allowed to do that if you've signed up and not been able to come tonight as well. I am going to put the link to booking with me into the chat. It is also here, as you can see coachingemily.as.me forward slash mastermind and that will be in the replay link as well if I can get it onto the screen here I'll try to but I'm not sure how to do that without losing all sorts of things about the share screen um I'm going to have a look at the chat so Tessa your question there great Rebecca how far is too far with ideal client exploration I almost feel I can go on and on forever it's never done how to know when it's done enough and leave it alone yeah good question Dine. good Great, that's a nice question. And Tessa, yours is there. I can't yet see if there's anything in the Q&A. Let's have a look. Do, do, do. Alison, can I go over the marketing funnel again, please? Yeah, sure, let's do that. Right, so there's two questions there and one from Alison. Let's do the two questions here then. Uh, do, 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 chat. Tessa, preparation logistics for setting up a coaching business in terms of initial financial investments, training studies, and how do you publish that? Right, there's a lot of questions in there. I won't go into all the detail of all the answers there they are great questions um but overall in brief you may not need a lot of money to start your coaching business um this masterclass isn't necessarily about all of that i can certainly tell you that you can start it with not much money which isn't always the best thing because really we do want you to be having some kind of understanding of like the training that you've done so training can cost anything from one to ten thousand pounds um you may have done studies before that or done some work that has related to coaching that you might be able to bring in as well in terms of the actual business though again you may not need much money to do that it just depends what kind of coaching business you you want to start with and then the kind of coaching business you want to carry on and grow in terms of increasing your publicity and visibility the best thing you can be doing is showing up on a platform with intention so a lot of people just start their business or want to grow their business by just getting more followers on what, let's say, Instagram for ease. That's not a good way to be looking at your coaching business. You really want to be understanding who it is you want to be working with, how you want to work with them, where they are and why you want to have more visibility. So really top line answer to your questions there but you're so welcome to I don't know, ask me on email as well and then I can give you some more detail if you want to Deb John uh, I missed the cost I haven't said the cost actually I can tell you it's two thousand pounds now for the mastermind and I will tell you in the coming months in the coming weeks it's going to go up a little bit not that much but the reason for that cost as well is because I'm going to be talking to you about the services that you're going to be selling. And I won't really want to take anyone onto the mastermind unless you have a plan to be making a healthy enough profit and income, let's say, to start with, that will make that money comfortable for you. So that's why the calls are really important, because I want to talk through what it is you want to be offering, where you're at in your business now what income you want to be making, the type of services that you offer, and we can talk about the mastermind program being right for you. Rebecca, how far is too far? You go into client exploration a lot, let's say. You can go on forever. Yeah, so that would have suited you then, what I said about making the assumption about who you are on this call. 
you have to start putting boundaries in place for how far you're going with it. But having said that, it could be, without knowing exactly how far you're going, I don't know the answer to it entirely, but it could be that you're not yet relating it enough to the service that you want to be offering because you might not need to go into the detail that you're going into. It might be slightly the wrong detail. And we kind of want to understand where you're meeting it in the middle. If you can imagine a Venn diagram, so this really, this isn't in the presentation, but it's very useful visual of what I've said around your, your ideal client. So let's say your ideal client, your expertise. This is kind of where you're going to be looking at it. Your ideal client and their information is here. Your expertise and actually your desire, your wants, your needs as a coach. The thing that will match is what, what happens in the middle. So you might be doing all of this work um, and allowing it to go on and on and on because you haven't given yourself or haven't been given a boundary, you may not be allowing it to meet or match this bit here. And you haven't necessarily looked at the very detailed bit in the middle. So I hope that helps somewhat. You just have to start putting a boundary around it so that it's useful. None of this work should be just done and put on a piece of paper into a document on your computer and never used again it should be used and I think that's the other thing that we forget when we get taught this stuff is like just do your ideal client and it you know shove it away you know it now I don't I there's like well what did they what did they want when they brought that thing home from I don't know Amazon or something all the detail about them is useful when you realize you're relating it onto what you're marketing okay so Alison you asked a question can you go over the marketing funnel again please yeah I can do a visual for that too it's, it's also known as a sales funnel. It, it, well, yeah. I've said they're much of a muchness. Marketing salespeople won't like me for that. But essentially, your marketing sales funnel is like this. And at the top is where you show up so that potentially more people see you, let's say. And then what happens is we guide people to go to the very thing that we want to be selling at the bottom. So if you write down your service, the one service that you want to be selling at the bottom, you can then figure out as you go up the layers or the stages that people have to go through to buy your thing. And this is where it gets really cool because you realize, oh, hang on, when um, Jenny refers me, her three friends, they come straight to my I don't know, Alison, I know you run yoga classes. So let's say they've come straight to my yoga class. Great. Or um, for me, when a friend refers me to a one-to-one -one client, oh, they might come straight to a call with me, for example, and then they become a client. You can start to see what you need to do at each level because you can create these levels here. And you get to understand how many levels you have to take clients through, plus how many messages they need to hear from you plus what they need to do each time to get to the next level now horrible words i'm using there um funnel level just bleh. i've made it sound like people aren't human like they're water to push through <laughs> get through to the end it's not what i mean um patriarchal society <laughs> makes me use those words no you can understand what I mean, and I hope you get that um, the way I'm talking about it is simply for ease rather than this is what how we treat people when they come into our service. But once you do this exercise, and when you work with me, it is that exercise, but it's a lot more, not in terms of it's so much harder, it's just that we do a lot of stuff around that to make this actually a reality. You start to realize, oh, for the last three years, I've been doing something that has hardly had any impact. I've never gotten any clients from it. I also don't really enjoy it. I need to stop doing it. Like, this is really clarifying this work because it stops you being inefficient with what you don't want to be doing. So I hope that is helpful, Alison. I'm just going to go back to the chat. Any more um, questions? Deb, thank you. Really interesting. Not for me this year. So I plan for the next six months. Brilliant great you need to do it thank you see a lot of the time this is stuff that we have to action it's not stuff to be put into a box and never action again um deb if you've done it already great um i definitely know you haven't done one of like the way that i teach it but it's absolutely great that you know you're you've got a plan which is what we really want starting the new year there is no 
reason to have anybody scaremonger around oh new year you know new you I have done this masterclass because I'm launching my mastermind and I don't love this time of year and it always really helps me to do a bit of work around this time and I happen to be talking about new year as well so when you start to see the messages even you might even have felt them from me but when you start to see the messages this is to everyone by the way not just to Deb <laughs> um, around what you should be doing in your business where you need to go how you're going to run it I really want you to think about what you need what you need for it to make you happy gentle and more profitable and what your intention and plan is as well not what's available so I think I should have it but what do I need and want and going specifically into the coaching industry I think we can be led really far astray from what we do actually need and want and it can be really quite dest. I'm doing this. It's like my no, that's my solar plexus, isn't it? it? Can be really destabilizing to not have a full idea of how we should be running our business. And the reason I sat, um, started at the start with I've been doing this for eight years is to tell you that I wasn't and haven't been some overnight success. I've been consistently here, showing up, sharing the messages that I knew that I wanted to share. Um, in slightly different guises over the years, sure. But over those years, I felt really lost sometimes and really kind of unheard when I wanted to understand how I was going to run my coaching business. And that is why I do this version of the work I do now, because we're not just people who are sitting there going, I don't want to do that, that doesn't work for me. And we're not just sitting there going, um, I don't want to put the effort in. I know the kind of people that we, you are, there's a lot of nuance about why you run your business and how you want it to be successful and the kind of profit you want to be making wildly high or not. So I am quite proud because uh, five minutes before the end time, I am going to close up. That's exciting for me. If you have any questions, the replay for this will go out within about the next hour, I think, and it'll be on your email. Um, you can always just reply to that and um, ask me any questions that I haven't answered in the class. As I said, do book in a call if you want to chat to me. Even if it's a, I'm not sure, can you tell me more? Or a, I'm really keen to do this, but let's have a conversation if you want it. That'll be tomorrow evening and Wednesday evening. I think there are slots for both. And yeah, just wishing you a really nice rest of the week. Um, however it's looking for you. I didn't go out once today. I was inside, which was really nice. Very unusual for me. I'm going to stop sharing and I'm going to stop the recording and I'm going to say goodbye. I'll take a look at your chat at the end as well and have a very nice rest of your night. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Coaching Uncovered podcast with me, your host, Emily Hodge. To find more episodes, find me over on Instagram at gentle underscore life underscore mindful underscore business, where I share each episode as they're launched and hear your comments too. You can find the podcast on iTunes and Acast also. Have a great day.